Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another Sparking 160EN podcast. This is podcast 116. We got some Euro talk. We got some Sparting talk. Uh, always joined by my main man, Christian. Christian, what's going on, bro? Uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm doing good. Uh, Portugal gave us a little bit of a, of a nervy performance uh, the other day, so I'm glad they were able to pull the results out in the end, make it comfortable. Uh, obviously still riding high off the title, even though it's been a couple of weeks now. I don't think the sensation's ever going to get old. And and since the last pod we've had, we've had even some more conquests uh, that we'll get into. Facts. Facts. Um, we'll, we'll start off with Twitter questions, which uh, also brings up some of those conquests. But uh, we'll go right into uh, Mudalidad's right after. Um, but some Twitter questions. Uh, all right, let's start with Richard here. Uh, he asks, all we need is two draws for the next two games to go through. Who's ready for another uh, classic Fernand Sons masterclass? Shout out to Richard, who does the thumbnails. Uh, follow him at, at Richard underscore N7. Hey, maybe uh, we, we may be able to be we may even be able to get through with only one draw out of the fact. last two games. So I mean, I've been I've been saying four points is should be more than enough. We should house one on, For on at least Saturday. Best third place. It, should be, it should be good, I think. We should house a nil nil yeah. on Saturday. We should be. It's good. still going to be tough, I think. The German. Yeah, it should be tough. I think that I think that that is which would be, be perfect of the two games remaining. Yeah, I guess. I guess, but I also think if if France wins Hungary, which they should, I think the other two team th- against us. The other two. It depends, though. The other two teams are definitely going to be hungry. They like they were not. I was not impressed. Like in in the slightest. Even with the home crowd, like they were shite. Like they're gonna. They're not gonna. They're, yeah. Maybe maybe they snatch snatch a point against like Germany, but like. Even weakened teams, I don't, th- I like, would still feel confident in three points. Like Portugal really should have taken care of them earlier. Yeah, facts, facts, and we'll and we'll get into that. Um, next question comes in from Paul uh, Rodrigues at Paul J Rod. Um, he asks, "What are your thoughts on Jovan and João Mario? Will they both leave? Uh, Spartan seem close on transfer agreements. Uh, who do you guys want to keep?" Uh, we'll we'll keep the Jovan and Joel Mari thing at the back burner because we will get into the transfer rumors that have all been going on. Um, but in terms of who do you want to keep, who do you think is essential for us, Christian? Out of those two, in in the team in general, uh, in general, the like the one that I scared me the most from the in, from the jump was Polina. Uh and it's been relatively chill on the Polina front, which I've been. It's only June, right? <laughs> Much time remains, but I've been very happily pleased to not see his name every five seconds, which I honestly yeah. thought could be the case. The, uh, there was one to Napoli uh, maybe two days ago, but they were and quote, to intimidated Wolf. by the thirty million price tag. So good, be intimidated yeah. by that, you pussies. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Facts. Um, next one comes in from uh, Nunu Gabriel at Katibalins. Uh, um, he asks, thoughts on the futsal team's performance in the uh, Liga Placard final. Uh, the game we lost was pure refereeing bullshit. The Lamp should have been swept, but we still won. Campeões caralho. Um, yeah, let, so let's let's start. Let's talk a bit futsal right now. You know, obviously we won the title against Benfica. Um, what were your thoughts on the on the final game? We won six two, if I'm not mistaken, right? Uh, a yeah. Ziki goal 
uh, and a few others that I can't remember. But anyways, take it away, bro. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was very, very convincing. Um, it's The futsal team is crazy because, like, if you think about the last European champion team versus this European champion team, like the current team, like, I feel like the previous European championship team ha- had bigger names and was, like, probably a more expensive team, like, I think that there's like the youngsters in the team this year, the guys that stayed, the guys that have like held over. I mean, um, Cardinal was out like for like since like like the 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 early spring at least. Right, all of this has happened without him. Like they've got a lot, like three, four, like really good young players that are just like stepped up like and not only stepped up like in the like in the in a similar way to the the seniors did this year like that would not have been possible if like four young players did not play like really good consistently um yeah and they were able to they were able to win the 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 quintuple which i mm. do not believe that the previous european champions did they did not do the quintuple they were the champions as well but i don't know if they won the the other two cups as well so I was gonna say, that. are we sure whether I, I think it was wasn't it that year that we won the European Championship? We didn't win the league. That's possible as well. I could be mistaken, but I feel like that might have happened. But anyways, yeah. So I mean, that's that's yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much my thoughts. I'm glad Gita is coming yeah. back. Um, Tainan probably isn't though. Yeah, uh, which and, I guess and is- Russia as well, right? Yeah, and Rasha. I Tainan, you could see Tainan was decisive in those European games. Like his experience, like he doesn't always stand out in the in the in the league games because we have we're usually outclassing any team we're playing and we have a lot of bodies. But like Tainan really stood out to me in those European games in a way that he like doesn't usually stand out against like Leon Sport Salvo or something. That's not even like the worst team, but like it's just a random team that came to my mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and, that's a pretty uh, good team that's like the fourth best team i think <laughs> yeah uh and quick uh, your thoughts on that uh the goal that wasn't a goal that was a goal but the figuista they're saying wasn't a goal what, what did you think about oh, that oh and uh in game three in, in game three or four yeah i think it's uh, the one that nunu's referring to that was pure bullshit because it was i think we yeah. ended up losing that game if i'm not no that was the game that we won i think i think this was yeah game we did three. win yeah, you're this, right. The, I don't know. I the, I could see why the ref called it a goal in the game because, like, it like if it's not in by like that, li- like a fucking millimeter in real time. If the ball's not in by a millimeter, like the ref like can't really see it. It looks pr- it looks like it's all the way in, you know. But there's one angle that it honestly looks like it's like not fully in. So mm-hmm. I would say uh, image is inconclusive. You got some angles showing in, some angles showing out. Call on the field stands. Goal. Agreed. <laughs> I agree. Uh, next question. Um, we'll, we'll take it from the chat, actually. It's from our boy Dave Pereira, who we'll see July 31st at the Supertasa. Um, he asks, uh, should the transfer window be closed prior to the first match? Um, as I wish. Or should it continue for the first few weeks? I, so I England w- did it. By the way, England did it the last yeah. two seasons mm-hmm. before the season. So you think Portugal should adopt that? I think it would be better because basically what it would prevent and what it would – because what happens is like 
they stall out the deals stall out with other countries but then they still have like the internal market for for two for two weeks and that's how you end up with like lumord and shit because you just like panic buy a random like in league player that like you have like no intention of other than like for four months he'll be a backup that's 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 all you know and then you end up with some guy in the books infinitely for like four years um I'd, I th- I think it would f- would force everyone to get their shit together earlier, um, and yeah, I, I think it would uh, I think it would improve. Like your roster set in the first week, like I don't think it's that absurd. We're used to it, like not being like that. So it would take a little bit of getting used to, but like it it feels like that's the way it should be. Like when the season starts, it's you or you have one opportunity again when it opens in January, but you know when it starts, like your roster is locked. You can't tinker your fantasy team after the uh, after the, the season starts or after the games start. You know that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I I hear that. I, I think it's but I think it's good the way it is to be honest. Or if they do that, then extend like the January transfer market. I think make it at least a little longer or at least entice teams to make more subs- more um, transfers in that time. Because it is, like, the season will start and, like, maybe certain plugs aren't filled that you're not aware of because you're not playing, like, competitive games. It's just friendlies. Yeah. Um, or someone then, gets hurt or whatever. Yeah, like, what you're counting on doesn't happen, basically. Exactly. Exactly. But then at the same time, then you have the Blasi, Jose Rodriguez, and uh, uh, who else did we get? That to be fair, yeah, about? there is still panic buys even when the market has a hard close exactly. because those guys are external and they are still panics. So. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Dave Pereira. Um, next question comes in from uh, still Nunu Gabriel. He asks on a scale of one to 10, how do you rate for the such choice in the starting 11, as well as the timely, uh, as the timing of the subs he made uh, an under unknown underscore DG at DG unknown uh, rates it a five. I'm going to rate it a, uh, I'm going to rate the lineup uh, a seven, maybe. I'll give the subs like a, yeah, a six or a five, because I think it could have been resolved sooner. Uh, but what did you think, dude? Yeah, a lineup was like a five or a four. And subs, subs worked out, but they could have been done, mm-hmm. I thought, sooner. So I'll give him an eight on the subs, because they were, for the most part, good. And it also made me realize how we literally have no depth on the wings. So like get used to Rafa coming in because he's literally, literally going to come in in two thirds of the games. Like literally maybe all of them, maybe he'll start some of them. Like there's no other fucking wingers. He's not going to play pots. So yeah, it's literally Rafa. So get used to Rafa. To be fair, he was a wanker when he first came in. He's trying to make dudes, turns it over like two, three times instantly. But yeah, he tries to take a guy on, like, knocking it around him. Doesn't even come close. Like, he yeah. definitely did not light it up. But he was decisive in, like, two, three moments. And they led the goals, so. Credit to him. But, yeah, I, I agreed. Agreed. But hopefully he'll bring on Pot, though. Come on, man. Like, I don't know. Well, we'll see, I guess. I but... mean, the literally the roster is playing in his favor because, like, there's not there's not that many guys that could play like out wide and like Pot's like he could play in the middle or out wide but in the mm-hmm. middle they've got hella bodies Neves, Oliveira, Bruno, Danilo, William like Pot is like seventh on the depth chart to ever go on in the middle but on That's the true. sides he could he could get some burn. 
Exactly. Kalinga. Kalinga um, is like seven Kalinga. on the depth chart. He didn't chart. even make the bench. Yeah, dude, that's how low he's on the depth chart. Literally no one is lower on the depth chart than Kalinga right now, unfortunately. Maybe Dalal, just, just underneath them, you know? Because yeah. <laughs> he just showed up. <laughs> um, next uh, next question comes in from Steph. Shout out to Steph. We couldn't make it today at Steph01, uh, Jewel 1906. Give him a follow, of course. Um, he brings two questions. Uh, first one, who do you see, who do you foresee being the tournament MVP and best goal scorer? Um, I think uh, best goal scorer has to be Lukaku, I think. What do you think, dude? Yeah, that's a good shout. He's gonna he's gonna get like five in the group stages, probably. So you come out of the group stages with five, even if you don't win the whole thing, you still put yourself in a pretty good position. Did Kane score? No, Kane didn't score. Not yet. No, Raheem uh, scored. Yeah, so might get guess, one tomorrow though against. Stock. Yeah, yeah, I, I do. I think. Ones. Yeah, I, I, I mm, yeah, I, I like Lukaku because I also I like their odds at least reaching the semi, so it's going to give him like almost the max amount of games. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think Lukaku is a good a good shot. And an MVP, I think that goes to whoever wins. But um, yeah, let's, let's just throw it out there, and hopefully the universe will catch on. CR seven. Yeah, the I mean, CR seven could could be a, sh a shout for leading scorer. He's he's sure. bagged two, in, two. He's bagged two in the easiest game, so I'm sure he's thrilled with that. To be honest, <clears throat> um, maybe he'll bag one more, so he'll come out of the group stage with three. Um, I I I back Ronaldo to score six in the best case scenario. That's that's really good. Last year, he only mm -hmm. scored three. So mm -hmm. this would not be a bad shot. Would not be bad at all. Um, next question from Steph uh, for the upcoming Portuguese games, which, ex uh, which results do you expect? So Portugal against Germany and then Portugal against France. Uh, I'll go with, uh, let's go Germany first. I'm going to go with a, a, a one, one or a nil, nil, uh, but I think it's going to be a draw. What about you? Ah, mm. uh, yeah. Zero, zero. Unfortunately. Though I would love a win because I remember the, the last time I think the Germans World Cup. are the Germans gonna the Germans are not really in a chill position though because they really can't lose. Actually, they could lose no. because you they still have the Hungary game in the back pocket to get third place. But like, yeah, they like they might play more aggressively. So if they play more aggressively, it's definitely going to mean we're going to play more de defensively, and it like. I'm not that convinced we're like super dynamic on the counter, to be honest. Um, but we'll see. On, on in terms of the line depends on what the lineup is, yeah. Yeah. You know what? I wouldn't mind the same midfield that we started the game with. I, I think the the midfield we should have started against Hungary was instead yeah. of William, and I'll ask you a question that just asked in a second, but instead of William, maybe play Renato because Renato came on and done well. But at the same time. I think about it, and I if we can bring off if we can bring on Renato as well to bring us a to give us a different dynamic off the bench. I'm not mad at that either. I think you know that'll be a, a decent weapon against Germany. I, I literally night. thought Sergio Oliveira even would have been better. Good point. Yeah. Against Hungary, to be honest, like yeah, good point. The Danilo was kind of pissing me off, bro. Like I don't mind him, but yeah, he, he settled into the game for sure. But those first thirty minutes, it literally. Like, he's been playing at PSG, right? Like, he's not been maybe an every-game starter, but he's been playing 
regularly starting or off the bench. Like, dude, it looked like he like was like, maybe he was just really nervous, but like he literally looked rattled. Like yeah. his passing was like so shitty. And like, he, like, he looked like uneasy on his feet, like his left foot. Like, I don't know, dude, it just looked weird, but yeah, he got a little bit better, thankfully. Yeah. Agreed. Um, even, but even Shotton, Jota had such a bad game. I, I, I've been Jota had a bad game, but at least he was putting himself in, in dangerous. Like, dude, we yeah, are, that's not, you're not wrong. He's going to be super important. If Portugal does anything, Jota's going to need to pop because like super thin in that position. And like, yeah, like get, need some goals. Like, yeah, he scored two goals in like the, in that Serbia game. Like someone needed to score some goals. Like, Mm-hmm. like we need people to step up and score goals and like we we need him yeah that front four i think is has to be our front four for every single game uh, and if we get a result against germany okay switch it up against france but that front four has to be like there every game yeah um and then result against portugal france i'm actually i'm leaning towards a portugal win after that performance not saying it was great but dominating uh i like our chances of topping the group to be honest I didn't think France was anything too special against Germany. I mean, it was an own goal that really helped them win. Uh, yeah. They did score like two or three offside. but Yeah, I mean, seeing Mbappe just fucking torch. like It's like, unreal. It's like he could play horrible the whole game, and it's just like one ball that he just sprints onto, and it, that's all it takes, you know? Like So that's the scary thing about that. Um, I think we – but the thing is, is like – we could be playing France knowing that we're both like in very good position. Um, so honestly back a draw in that game, one, one, maybe against the France backups, but even if it's the French starters, sure. I'm still going to back a draw. I like that. I like that. I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be mad if we draw the next two games anyways. Um, next question comes in from uh, chip at Lauren, you know, um, she asks, uh, who do you think will win the tournament? Who will win the Golden Boot? Uh, we answered that one. And then what cha- changes would you make to the starting 11 uh, against Germany? So, yeah, what changes would you make to the starting 11 then? Um, I mean, I don't think Guerrero played bad enough that he's going to not start him. But it would be nice to have Nuno Mendes. Like, I honestly think he might be better, uh, at least defensively. Um, and, like... They both have their own little bag of tricks going forward. Um, so that's not going to happen, but it would be cool. Um, I mean, like I said, I wasn't I wasn't really thrilled with Bernardo or, or Jota. Yeah, Jota yeah. obviously has to start. Bernardo, I feel like his spot would be more up for grabs if there was literally anyone else to play instead of him. He's not, unless you want the Rafa start, which I don't really want. So... <laughs> I guess hands are kind of tied there. <laughs> I honestly think Pot can can do a similar job to Bernardo. They're both like wide players that love playing in. Uh, I mean, it, it's worth a shout. Will it happen? Definitely not. But I think it's worth a shout to have Pot in there instead of Bernardo. I think they mm-hmm. do the same job. Um, but yeah, I agree. I wasn't thrilled with him. Um. Yeah, and then he'll it'll be uh, Bruno and. Uh... And Ronaldo, I mean, it sucks that Andre Silva is kind of the odd man out. But, like, if they're ever in a position where they need a goal, they're down a goal, they're look, they're chasing the game, like, he's he's got to come in, like, every single time. Like, I, he's, like, a great aerial threat. Um, like, 
he like he he's the odd man out. So when you get in that situation, like you got to go to him instantly. You know, like if they're down one nothing yeah. a half or something, like bro, you don't need to wait till seventy to put him in, dude. Just just get him in there. Um, but yeah, we'll see if that situation arises. Honestly, there's not really much to change. Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe you swap. Uh, um, I mean, like you said, like Danilo and William, like actually seems appropriate for this game. It's Germany, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, maybe like, uh, I feel like he, I feel like Nevs is ahead of Oliveira. So if it's not Danilo, it would be Nevs. So flip a coin on that one for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Um, oh, and uh, before we get to the last one, um, thoughts on Williams' game? Zero to ten? I, I don't think he was that bad, but six. Uh, he wasn't great either. Six. Exactly. Uh, no, no, no. Like, let's give him a goal point rating. Uh, that's like a 5.6. It's it's like average. So goal point actually gave him a 6.1 too. Okay. So, yeah, you're not off. Yeah, I'd actually agree with that. A 6.1? 6.1 maybe to a 7. Like, he wasn't horrible, but I've seen William play the game, like, play way better. Um, I, he, also, he was also... He also like, was, like, he was put in a position where they're looking for a goal, and he's, like, in deep areas, just, like, a little... He's William, bro. Like, he... Yeah, he's not he's, he's not that kind of player. He's 20 yards. There was one time, where it was 0-0, like, 70th minute. The ball falls to him. It's on his left foot. He's, like, 28 yards out. It looks like he's going to shoot it. Every time this motherfucker has ever taken a shot from out of the box, it's over the net. So I'm screaming at my TV. Like, if you take this and it's on your weaker foot too, bro, I'm going to fly to Budapest and, and beat the shit <laughs> out of you, bro. But he didn't. He did not shoot it. Thankfully. Nah. <laughs> and, yeah, like you were saying uh, on Jose's point about Andres, uh, was, was he top? He was top goal scorer in Bundesliga, right? No, nah, uh, second, second, second top, second top. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> by, by like eighteen than, goals, yeah. but it's all good. Yeah, That's, he doesn't care. That was some second is still un, good. Human shit, yeah. But yeah, like you were saying, odd man out. Unfortunately, like there's no way. Who who are we gonna drop? Uh, Jota for for Andres Silva and have Ronaldo out wide. I don't nah. think so. Ronaldo has uh, to be up top, I think, because he's yeah. not he's not playing. He's not gonna get back. Like he's At just all. yeah. He's yeah. He's just. Up top, yeah. And Fernand Sanch said it himself. Like, Ronaldo doesn't really offer us anything defensively. So but we're not he, ask still, him he has, like, two, three bursts a game where he track. Like, he had a, he actually won a slide tackle. Like, that he, like, when he gets, say, like, yeah. pissed. When he gets pissed sometimes, he, like, chases back. Um. So, yeah, that that's about all you're going to get out of him. There's especially that one play where he loot like he like kind of chop passes it because he thinks Bruno's beside him. Uh, there, the yeah. guy loses he loses the ball and then he chases after him. Clear foul, by the way. I don't know how the ref didn't call that, but hey, play on. <laughs> and then um, who was it? I think I don't know if that's then the, the opportunity that Jota kind of instead of dummies it, he, uh, Bruno shows it, or if it was just a shot from somebody else. But it was good, decent from there from from Ronaldo. Actually, I haven't seen Ronaldo fucking win a ball in. Since his Real Madrid days, I think, like, <laughs> or 2016, like it, it's been a minute. Uh, and then, yeah, last question from Steph and, and Lauren asked the same thing: uh, Who do you think is European champions? When we had Con Murphy on, you said Portugal. One game in, still feeling that? Yeah, yeah, they're still feeling good. I, I, I yeah, I feel a lot better now that Portugal at least beat Hungary. I feel yeah. better, so I'm, I'm feeling towards that. Though Italy is starting to scare me a little bit. 
The Italians are definitely scaring me a bit. After um, the game on Saturday, we can start looking at the slots for who group B, I think we're group B, right? No. It depends. That. Whatever. So, you, know, like, you know how like if the bracket we second, is, If we come in second, we face um, the um, group B's first place. Uh-huh. But if we if win, we, come, we play a third place too? If we win, we go on basically on the other side of the bracket where we might ha- where we might see Belgium either in the quarters or semis. But it's yeah. the easier side of the bracket if like things yeah. pan out as they should. So it, it it depends. If we can get first, I think we can go all the way to the, the last time we lucked out because we finished third, but we still got on the easy side of the bracket. Exactly. So it's just it's random, yeah. It depends how it plays out. Yeah. Exactly. Um we'll get back to Portugal in a little bit. Uh, but let's go back to our to our modalities, to our to our Sporting that we I still miss so much, man. Fuck champions of of, of Portugal, of course. But we've won some titles in the meantime. We've won uh, basketball since the last time we spoke. Controversy on that. I, I'd love to pick your brain. What are your thoughts on the uh, that last play uh, that Shoot. gave us two fucking free throws that the Porto bench was fucking losing their mind on? I mean, that is that's one of the worst basketball plays. Like, it's just a moment where I think he's literally lost his head and he's forgotten this the situation. The Porto player that fouls Micah Downs. The first, the original thing, what caused all of them to lose their shit. And I mean, I guess to them, I mean, it does, if you watched it from the other side of the court, it, like it kind of looks like a foul. It looks like it could be a foul. But then mm-hmm. if, once you slow it down, you see that he steps on his own foot He's off balance. He's initially even off balance because he steps on his own foot. They probably think it's because uh, whoever Travante was guarding him, I think, stepped on his foot. Um, but he, he literally didn't. And then he's off balance. And Elizer like, comes in with a hand and, like, touches the top of the ball. That, like, really puts him off now because now he's off balance and the ball is, like, wobbly in his hands. And uh, just puts up, like, a wild shot. Micah Downs gets the rebound. It's a tie game. There's one second left. That guy should have just not even touched him. He should have just like – It's a rebound. Maybe like Micah, Downs, is Micah Downs going to throw the ball over his head the entire mm-hmm. length of the court and drain a three? No, he's not going to do that. He's not even going to – there's one second left. He's not even going to have time to turn his body and get a shot up. Exactly. The fact that you're coming in like a maniac – slashing at the ball is so stupid and that's literally why we won he didn't need to do that at all that game should have gone to overtime but it it didn't and and yeah that but that whole game seemed very very i mean i was on vacation for that game so i remember i was just refreshing my phone like every two seconds on record like the live match updates um like we were down a lot of that game like you know, down by like seven, eight, like there's like six minutes left down, like eight, it's like down six. It's like, we're kind of in trouble. And yeah, they ended up pulling it out. Fox, wild, Fox. wild. Crazy ending. And then uh, the, the uh, my favorite thing was the the story going around. It appears that it wasn't them, but the story going around that the Porto team actually ruined the fucking trophy. Oh yeah. That has like, to be, yeah, that has to yeah. be the ugliest trophy I've ever seen in my <laughs> so life. So shitty and so small. Please get it. <laughs> my men's league trophy is better than that shit. Like, come <laughs> on, man. <laughs> yeah, ugly. Yeah, yeah. but uh, whatever. That guy's on the freak last out. That guy is the coach slamming on the table. I mean, that video is gonna live on forever, bro. It's iconic. Mm-hmm. 
And but it, and it's like you said, like that anger has to be on his own fucking team. It's not on. Yeah, it can't be on the refs, man. <laughs> I think that's that's a, that's actually a good call. To be fair, from the refs, like the NBA can't make calls like that every day. Like, yeah, and it's uh, like, yeah, dude, to- I mean, there's there's one second left, man. Like, I'm like, dude, like you can't. They're not gonna call a ticky tack shooting foul. I mean, it's the fucking finals, dude. Like. And it's not even a foul to begin with. So it's like Yeah, all ball. All ball. So yeah. Uh shout out to the to the basketball boys. Big, big conquest in Portugal. Easily the best team in, in Portugal. Though Porto put up a, an incredible fight. I mean, we went to game five. Um and the only other thing I have to say about that is uh similar to what Pinta Costa said, um, because literally days or a day maybe before that. They had fans in the Dragão for uh, the Champions League final, but they couldn't have fans in the Pavilion for for uh, Game Four of the basketball game. Not like, even just families. Ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Not even just families. It's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, shout out to the basketball boys. Um, we mentioned futsal, but any lingering thoughts on futsal? Like you said, for I, I, they won every single the every single trophy available domestically and internationally uh, with winning uh, European championships. Uh, any thoughts on that? Any rumors? Because I, there is a lot of players or, or a few exits on the team. I mean, only time will tell if uh, what's-his-face is joining. It seems like they had a pre-contract agreed. So, I mean, they're probably just waiting oh, to right. make that official. I forget his name. What the fuck's his name? The Bethika guy who's on uh, the Miguel something. Miguel Mi- Angelo. Miguel something. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I guess maybe we're signing Miguel Angelo, <laughs> which is hilarious and dark. <laughs> uh, and we'll get the transfers soon for the soccer team. But it was like almost in the same week that the futsal, I think futsal won and people were talking about Miguel Angelo. We were linked to Carillo for a little bit there too. I was like, what the fuck? Like <laughs> purposely doing shit to piss us off. If that was yeah. true. Yeah, I mean, thank God it seems like Gita's coming back. But, yeah, I guess Russia and uh, and Tainan are out. I mean, I mean, we better hope, like, some fucking club from Dubai doesn't say Ziki will pay you, like, two mil a year and, like, eight times his salary. Like, and then he's gone. Yeah, or, like, yeah. like Or, like, Inter Movie Star. Like, one of these Spanish clubs is like, all right, we're going to tear it down. Let's rebuild. So we can't compete with that. So I hope like we don't lose like any of the young guys. They all signed new deals. I think with they probably up salaries for sure because mm-hmm. um, they're probably on like nothing. Um, but yeah, so hopefully that entices them uh, for at least another another two years. Hopefully, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it seems like it seems like uh, seems like uh, Befica is going to strengthen their basketball team a lot. So I expect them to compete more uh, next year. They were, I mean, they weren't that bad this year. They weren't bad. But there seems like they're signing James Ellisor from Sporting. Um, thoughts on that? And thoughts on crazy. the little uh, Trevante rap? Yeah. It seems like he's defending his, uh, his, his, his colleague, his friend there. Yeah, Trevante, um, and, he, yeah. Trevante is defending his teammate for sure, which I understand. And honestly, like – it, it, it from if you look at it from their perspective, like I was gonna say, yeah, it's it, they're 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 coworkers basically. That is the relationship that they had. It was their coworkers and probably friends. Um, like Trevante, like 
we know that Trevante is not going to stay forever. Trevante is probably too good now. Like he, he could, he could leave this off season. Like he's, and like, if he was going to a club that's playing in like Eurobasket or something, like we couldn't even be mad because like he deserves to be playing at that level. Cause he's literally good enough. So okay. it's like, if he, if he leaves, he goes to Benfica. It's like you motherfucker. Cause that's a lateral move. But if he's going up, I mean, we can't be mad about that at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I understand where, where he's coming from, but he's got to understand where we're coming from, which is like, we've supported the club before you were here. We're going to support it after you're here. That's our biggest rival. So like, doesn't play well with us, but we, I get why it doesn't, you know, play well with you guys either to have like, you know, like in theory, like these people were just partying with you like two days ago and now they're fucking telling you to go fuck yourself on <laughs> social media, you know? So I see both sides. Yeah. It's also a different cultural perspective too. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, Rajan Rondo, who's currently at the Clippers, like he played, he just won a championship with the Lakers, you know what I mean? But it's not like, it's it's different. It's it's different here. You know, we don't we don't necessarily hold the same like grudge uh, towards teams maybe or towards players for for jumping ship to another team. Of course, maybe the stature of the club too from that Rondo uh, uh, example is different. But yeah, it's it's I think it's also a cultural thing that they might not be like clicking to. Um, but yeah, uh, the only other modalidades I can think of, and then I'll pass it back to you uh, in terms of modalidades is um, our women's team. I don't know if the, on the last podcast we ended up losing to Befica, that final game, the last three nothing. It was after. I, right, yeah, I think it was after, yeah. So, I mean, thoughts spanked. on the, Yeah. And then thoughts on the game and then thoughts on all of these, you know, Ines Pereira left. Um, uh, oh, my God, I'm forgetting. Anna Capeta's leaving. I don't know if she announced the team yet. Um, there's been quite a few. It's, like, been an Yeah, Anna Capeta signed for PSV Eindhoven. Yes, that's what it was. You're right. You're right. Um, anyways, yeah. Thoughts on that. Thoughts on uh, I, I Carl ba- uh, Carly Baldwin is also leaving. I don't. So is Navanna. So is Navanna Demianovic. Captain, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Basically, probably like uh, also Ines Pereira and Patricia Moraes both left. Both mm-hmm. are number one and number two goalkeeper. Keeper. Both yeah. Portuguese internationals left. Um. And but we did sign what Diana Diana Silva I believe her name Diana is Silva yeah, yeah, yeah. who is also Portuguese international so it's like it's like your top seven players out one good player in like it's like that yeah. that would have been a good reinforcement if you lose like two of those players but yeah they're gonna need to completely rebuild the team I don't know if it's a it's a disinvestment from the women's team um, to either cut overall budget uh to cut budget to put it somewhere else within the modalities i i don't know um i mean you could only have to think it's just like an overall budget cut like they think that they can like be competitive enough i guess without that without them but i mean at at least thankfully like most of them haven't like gone signed for direct rivals but like some of them have uh Moraes signed for Braga. Inez went to uh Belgium or Switzerland, I think. Serviette or something. Yeah, I don't know. The champions, I think it's Switzerland. I think it's yeah, Switzerland. Okay, yeah. So at least like I'm glad there's still obviously like Nevana, I don't think I signed or Baldwin. I don't know if I don't think she signed either anywhere. Um 
But dude, yeah, that whole shit was so weird, man. They just like put out a press release that they were terminating the contracts of like their eight best players. Like, yeah, low key, like a little low key contract rescission of all our best players. Yeah, as it's shocking. So I don't. Only time will tell over the next like two months what the actual plan is. I, I think uh, my theory, at least, uh, of course, I'm not like a diehard women's fan. I, I watch here and there and I, you know, a company here and there. But uh, I think it's the seeing as we just signed this new coach with that who was from the youth team. And I've seen we've uh, either signed one or two of the youth players to like a professional contract. I think Sporting is looking at what Zeke's been for, for the futsal team and even some of the basketball players. And because Verandas has mentioned in the past as well that he wants that his uh, modalities also rely on the academy, not solely the soccer team. So I think that might be what he's going for in terms of the women's team. Maybe he didn't want to renew their contracts because maybe he just thought, you know, I think it's personally, yes, it's a disinvestment. Uh, maybe, you know, either dealing with uh, COVID um, happenings or us being in the Champions League, maybe putting more, more of that money into the soccer team or putting more of that money into the stadium. The thing um, is, is it's not... I mean, it, it, it shouldn't it, be that much, it, right? Like it's all not of them. All of that combined is probably a million. Those exactly those seven salaries, maybe like one point three or something. It's not in the grand. It's a lot. Like it's not a negligible amount of money. But like, like it's not like oh, we'll take that money and do and like do something major with it. It's like it's not that much money. Like you know. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, I don't think I said the soccer. I don't think it's necessarily towards the soccer team, but you know, like uh, like I said, like the seatings. If it does cost two point two million or two and something million for the seats to be all dark green, maybe that one point three is helping here and there. And then we're gonna look more towards our academy in terms of that. I think that's why maybe we signed this coach, um, who everybody's happy with. I'm not too familiar with, but it seems like it was a good idea. I mean, she should the other coach, a price cut too. I imagine, dude. 100%. I was I was joking that that team photo, like the whole staff, like all ten of them are all like under thirty three. It looks like I was like, dude, this is the most millennial gang of all time. So. <laughs> I wish the trendy millennials who now lead the women's team the best of luck. Best of luck. Facts. Facts. Um, yeah, take it away with the rest of the modalities that you might have, bro. Yeah, so, I mean, I basically just did season recaps of basically all the main modalities. Uh, I'll start with the most disappointing and work the way to the more in interesting. So, handball, not a good season. Uh, made it out of the group for the uh, EHF, but lost in the quarters, so, like, the first uh, or maybe it was even round of 16 whatever the first like knockout was we didn't we didn't pass and we finished second in the league and the cup was canceled so trophyless season um women's another trophyless season or not another trophyless season for them another trophyless season for the club in modalities uh because it's rare that the women actually have a trophyless season so no cup uh task of the liga lost in the final league lost the league on the last day so disappointing season and coach got canned <laughs> and so did every player <laughs> uh bad uh the uh u23s were asked this season they didn't even finish in the top half of the league in the first half of the season like to like qualify for like the second half like playoffs so they were just playing like the like bullshit cup qualification second half of the season. And like, they didn't even make that. So yeah. But I mean, I guess it's cause like most of them were playing for the B team or like the B team was very young and the B team, while they did disappoint a little bit and missing out for uh, playoffs for the second division, 
which would have been great to get back into the second league. Um, I honestly, now that the playoffs have played out, played out, I don't know if we would have made the second league. Um, it would have been savage. And if we just started doing what Porto B was doing at the end of the season and like, for those games, we have like fucking Plata and like Braganza and like all the dude, like just like front loaded the like B team with like all these first team players that are like young still and just like, and just like savage the Estrella de Madota. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah. In the absence of that, I'm glad Estrella's up. Um, right. That was our spot though. Um, but, you know, I'm glad they went up. And I'm glad we were able to still make the third league um, mm-hmm. at, at the very least. So, yeah, I guess so next year it's about maintaining maintaining the third. You don't want to drop again. So just stay in the third league consistently and, you know, maybe fight for promotion even some years. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and then the B team, yeah, I just said them. Uh, hockey and patines. Uh, so that's actually still ongoing. It's yeah. 2-1. It's 2-1. One more win wins it, um, and we're also European champions in roller hockey. We beat Porto in the final, um, so we could do the the dirty double over Porto. Uh, I think the game is the this weekend, the twentieth, whenever that is. I presume that's like Saturday. Um, futsal quintuple, obviously. Uh, basketball league champions, cup champions, uh, and league cup runners up. So not the not the not the trip not the treble missed out on the treble by one game. Um, also, this is interesting when I was when I was looking this up. Uh, sporting basketball actually honestly had like one of the most disappointing runs of any sporting team in Europe recently, where they lost all oh, three wow. of their all, lost all three of their of their games and did not make did not make it out of the group stage. Funny enough, two teams that were in their group, BM Slam, who I believe was a Polish team. And Irony Ness Ziona, the Israeli team, were played each other in the final. And oh shit! Irony Ness Ziona won. So two teams that Sporting lost to were the finalist and champion. So I guess in hindsight, it makes those losses in the group stage look seem less disappointing. But at the same time, like Sporting could have won literally both of those games. So like they're not so far off in Europe that they can bring back like a lot of the team. Um, mm-hmm. sign those two guys from Immortal, like run it back, you know? Yeah. Facts. Facts. Um, That's actually a good showing. Uh, what else do we have? Volleyball, uh, third place in the league and Portuguese cup champions, which was like a very good conquest, uh, against Benfica, who was clearly the best team. So the cup, the cup title is, is a good, great season for volleyball. Uh, now these are just some random ones that, that I was able to encounter. I wasn't able to compile everything, all the women's as well. Like it was tough, um, but I got the women's rugby league champions four in a row, uh, table tennis league champions six in a row, goal ball league champions five in a row, and goal ball is going to be playing in the European Championships because they're they're multi European champions as well for goal ball, and the uh, it's, it's it's like in September it was supposed to be this summer it was supposed to be in June because COVID now it's in September, it's at uh, it's in Portugal at. Uh, Pavillon uh, Odivelas. Um, so, like, uh, sporting will be like, you know, playing, basically playing host to, to the European uh, tournament. So, like, uh, hopefully they could, uh, they can win that as well because I know they've won that before multiple times. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much, that's the modalities wrap, wrap up. 
Sweet. Take us through these rumors now, dude. Uh, chess? Uh, Sorry, been... Richard. I, I... <laughs> Was, did I, did ahead, we win the league when I said that that one time? Like what prompted me to say, what prompted me to say that that one time it, it must have been important it wasn't like oh they won this weekend because like I don't think the chess news like that makes the makes the run of the mill news like they had to have been like league titles so I, I'm pretty sure they're they're, they're champions but I'll I be sad right. I think that's I'll what be, you said yeah I'll be sad if they're not <laughs> Philippe saying pesca desportiva. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, dude, take these, take us through these transformers too, because they've been, uh, it's been one hell of a summer so far. All right, uh, I'll just, I'll just, no signings, no sellings either so far. I'll just Go fire, ahead. I'll just fire them off, starting with like more obscure and working our way to more relevant. Um, Ronnie Lopes, briefly linked. Haven't heard anything since. Gonna say that. I didn't believe it the moment it was, it was announced either. So, Yangel Herrera. Uh, who's a Man City centered uh, defensive mid who was on loan at Granada last year. So he's like in the Man City permanent loan pipeline. Um, anyone in the Man City permanent loan pipeline is definitely a possibility at any point, And a new name could pop out of nowhere and be very legit rumor at, at any point. So I'm not going to discount him, but I will say I haven't seen anything in like at least two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, Lucas and Mecca. I'm going to say it's, it's probably pronounced mecca mecha uh it was mecha i think or some shit oh fuck i I was listening to the commentator in the under 21 n is usually silent i feel like i think it's mecha i think it's yeah mecha okay lucas mecha is another name who's in the man city loan pipeline uh he was on lona anderlecht last season he kind of he's a uh u21 euro champion he scored some goals there um Mm -hmm. I haven't heard anything in like two weeks again. It was same with him. Like, uh, I guess he, he'd be a good signing on paper. We need a striker. Um, but it seems like he's going to be on the more expensive side. And again, maybe it would be alone anyways, but I think it depends on Man City, like renewing his contract as well. Um, he had one year left, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, his okay. contract as far as 2022. Yeah. Um, so I, we might, with that being said, we might have him on the cheaper side if he does look at Man City. Like, um, you know, it's not a possibility really for me to play here, so I might as well just get a loan and move out afterwards. So I, I think there might be some possibility there, especially seeing as we've we've made good business in terms of with Poru with them. Um, I think it all depends if we sell them uh, Nunu Minj. I think that's the big yeah like, puzzle piece here. Yeah, because uh, if Nunu Minj doesn't go to City, I don't see why they would want to give us. Uh, Mecha or any other good player after the success we've had. I see. So, I see some city fans commenting on our stuff. Like they like like Mecha. I'm like, dude, he's not gonna. He's not gonna be in the team like next year. Yeah, he's like he getting over. There's no like, scenario that like he's in the team. Like yeah, like, Aguero's out, so like they're gonna fucking sign fucking Howland. Like it's not, gonna be, Kane. Like, it's not <laughs> gonna be Mecha that fills that role. Like absolutely not. <laughs> And he can also play as like a winger. Like, what is he gonna take over Phil Foden? Yeah, right. Yeah, like, come nah, on, yeah. man. Dude, there's like Get out of here. no scenario where he's on Man City next season. So like, <laughs> they can dream, but I don't see it. Yeah, I don't either. But I, I would love him for him to come to Sporting. I think that would be a, an ideal signing for us. Well, only time will tell. Uh, Trin Cal would be great. Take him on loan in a heartbeat. Uh, yeah. But again, gone, gone, gone cold as well on that one. Um, 
Brief mention of longtime target uh, Lion Co., but again, nothing in two weeks. Um, maybe it depends. I remember actually reading like Netu, Luis Netu decision expected in coming days. That was also like two weeks ago. So like mm. if he wasn't coming back, I feel like we'd know by now. Um, yeah. Maybe not. I don't know. So I guess that is dependent on other things, but haven't heard anything. Uh, o- o- Ozaze Ergoheed, the Sheffield Wednesday center back. Mm. He was linked briefly. Again, nothing in, in a couple of weeks. Uh, this one was a, is about a six-month-old rumor. Vando Felix, he plays winger for Les Soins. He's been linked to sporting for at least six months, but there's still no deal done yet. Um, so I, I guess we'll keep tracking that one. I feel like that one's – of, of the things that I've said so far, he's probably the most likely to happen and who probably be for like the B team for next season. Um, anyway, so it's not like that would affect really the first team. Um, what else do we have? Samuel, Portimones, goalkeeper. Uh, I guess that's the right? That we can link to an outgoing rumor. Max has been linked to multiple teams in Italy, and he has been linked to Italian teams in the past as well. Do you think Max could be out for in like the three to five million range? Um, I guess if I Max is out, so. we'll, we'll if Max is out, we'll probably buy some in league goalie. Um, or but, we'll just have the other kid be back up. To be honest, um, what's his name? I'm forgetting his name. Diogo, I think it is. No, Andre. Andre Vin, No. What's oh, Andre Paulo. Andre Paulo. Dude, I don't know if that's like the backup I want to go into the season with. I wouldn't either, but I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't put it past them to do that. <laughs> Cost I saving, did. bro. That's how you save the budget, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, what else we got? Okay, we're slowly working our way into that. We've been slowly getting more relevant. Uh, Marcus Edwards, heavily linked for – that's more recent, like a week ago, heavily linked. Yeah. Some, 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 some sites even saying – you got formal done. offers done. Yeah. Offers, offers submitted, deal done. Record kind of came in with a fire extinguisher like three, four days ago, and said that they're considering him. So like, yeah, they're considering him is very different from like the deal is done and he signed it. Um, so yeah, I guess it's worth to keep tracking. I he feels expensive to me. He feels like yeah. he feels like if you're gonna spend 10, 12 mil, like you can. You can you can you can do better than that ex- in external leagues, or it'll put you in a range where you can get better players from external leagues that are like pricey. But like ten, that's a lot of fucking money. Like that is a lot of money. Um, uh, and it wasn't one hundred percent either. I don't think. I mean, but that's the way we do business now. Yeah, right? if it's not fifty percent, we don't want it. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I think I think that's an exaggeration for Marcus Edwards. He's good. I'm not saying the kid isn't good, but. Twelve million, uh, unless he's someone. Gonna be someone will play. He's, if you could get an English team to bring him back, they will pay twelve million for him. But sporting for an English not, team, yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Sporting cannot pay twelve million. You know exactly, exactly. And and I asked this question. Okay, we spent twelve million, twelve million on the kid. He can play on either flank. I think he's played more on the right. But if he can play on the left, do you put him ahead of Nunesench? I don't. Uh you kind of have to. But I don't. Would you put him ahead of Pot? No. That's what I'm saying. Like, twelve million for what, man? Uh, we, yeah. I'd rather a guarantee in that case. Um, 
Manuel Ugard, uh, Uruguayan uh, family co midfielder. Um, that deal honestly seemed like it like basically was done, and now it's cooled off to the point where I don't think the rumor is dead, but I don't think it's as close as it once was. Um, so yeah, that's that one's. But also, it's like I know George is like doing other business right now, so like getting Ugar ad- signed and, and completed is not on the George men's list top of the list right now that's like priority number fucking 50 for him because he can fly into portugal and get that done in like 25 minutes um so he's doing like his other shit he's got ronaldo to sort like he ha- he's yeah. got nunu spiritu santo he's trying to place right now like he's doing other shit right now so i feel like that's one that he knows that he can just do real quick so that's why like I- i'd say it's not it's not dead by any means it's just like not happening like this week or you know um ruben vinag same thing He's got more, more suitors, but again, I just think it's like George is sorting other stuff right now, um, and it will be like that's the kind of thing where it's like it could be a double signing day, you know, and and they're both unveiled on the same day, you know. Uh, but I, I would love Ruben Vinag. Um, I think both of those guys will probably be on the pricier side, like, and probably not hundred percent like seven for 50 and five for 50. Um, seems like that's like the range of the, the price. Um, so yeah, I guess that is what it is. Um, like 12 between the two of them. Um, but, uh, if you don't, now we're working our way. If you don't sign Joel Mario, then Ugart maybe becomes more of a priority because it seems like the Joel Mario deal is is heavily stalling out Hugo Viana is in Italy just being an absolute savage bro the dude does not give a fuck so <laughs> yesterday it was reported that so sporting have been talking about Joe Mario for for like weeks weeks they've yeah they've been months like even before the season was over I'm sure that they were having informal talks like we we want it we want to make this permanent like they have probably that like the sporting director at Inter Milan has probably talked to Hugo like fifty times in the last six months. You know, like they they mm-hmm. have each other's fucking numbers. They just text each other probably, um, like, and they've probably been negotiating this deal. Like, and, and to be fair, Sporting has brought the price down because like it was like ten, then it was nine, then it was like eight point five, and it seems like they finally settled on seven point five. Exactly, came to a verbal yeah. agreement of 7.5. So Sporting did get the price down a little bit, but they basically came to an agreement of 7.5 like three days ago. Sporting presents their first formal offer, and it's for 3.5 plus two with objectives. And Inter's like, yo, we literally, we literally had a deal, dude. Like, we came to a deal. Like, what the fuck is this? Like, are you guys kidding me? Like, we this isn't the deal. Like this is half of the deal. Like send a real offer or like we're done here. Um, so now sporting is like, they have to, they're going to have to pay or they're literally just going to say, we'll just sell him for 7.5 to someone else. Like we don't need to sell him to sporting. It's like, yeah, it's like, that would be nice for Juan, but like we like money and we need money. Inter is like in financial dire right now. Like, they, and they're, they're not gonna. Only, they're not just gonna be nice to sport things. Exactly. You know? 
They don't owe him shit either. They, they cost him $40 million Yeah, they're, 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 ta- like, they're taking a 30 mil L on him regardless. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it's either pay or he's gone. So it seems like those are the discussions right now. And they're hesitating, which means they were not fully sold. They, are not, they weren't fully sold, and they are still not fully sold. Because if they were fully sold, this would be done already. Done. The deal would be yeah. done, and the, the amount would be paid. Or the payment plan would be set up. <laughs> but it's not. At all, yeah. So they are not sold. They value him at 3.5, which is what I value him at. To be fair, their valuation is identical to mine. But they're not going to sell him, so find someone else. That's how it works. But we'll see what happens. Let me see what Transfer Market has in us real quickly. Just out of curiosity. It's not 7.5. There's no fucking way. Probably like 4.8. Five or five, ah! But he probably had a high value. Million. Million. Yeah, euros million or euros. dollars. Euros. That's crazy. That's crazy. What What was his peak valuation? It's probably because it's fallen from so high. It's probably peak. like well, I forty five mean, at its peak. It was right? twenty. It was twenty. July, June first, twenty sixteen. Damn, that's so he's only he these, them, all these seasons sitting 40. at Inter, like going to Russia. Like playing Bro, okay in Russia, in. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm shocked it's not more. Um, so yeah, I guess like seven point five, if you consider that, is like a good decent deal. I mean, it's decent when you consider we literally we so, he's forty, he's plus forty oh, this sorry. morning already. You know, so, so his peak was actually thirty five. My bad, thirty five mil. We sold him for forty, and then he's gone down. He peaked a bit at West Ham. Yeah, and then back down. Down. Locomotive, he like down. stayed at 18 and then just locomotive went to shit. And he's still he's still to be fair, like to sporting, I guess. He still if he had such a good season. If he had such a good season, he would have gone up this year more. Honestly, if he gets called to the Euros, I think we're fucked. In terms of like wanting to sign him even for seven point five if he gets yeah. called to the Euros. Yeah, and the the fact that I guess that's maybe what Sparting are playing on. Like he didn't get called to the Euros. We they called up you know old Ash Romutingu instead, and uh, to basically play his position. And uh, pass so it backwards, you know, pass it backwards, it, back. exactly. So <laughs> I mean, but it is what you're saying. If they had an agreement for seven point five, and you give in a formal of three point five, like that's pretty that's pretty fucked up, man. That's a scummy move. But yeah, I, I, I don't. See <laughs> I wouldn't expect that. anything else. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not from Move Vienna, at least. Um. Okay, so we've got a couple more here. Uh, this one's been gaining steam heavily in the past couple of days. So it was Ricardo Esgayu. That one was like the heavy one for months, but now it seems like Sporting is officially telling Braga to fuck off. They're not paying ten or six for fifty. They're just going to go for a cheaper alternative. And then that alternative appears to be Huddersfield City right back, Pipa, who's also a Spanish U21 international as well. Um, second championship player linked to sporting this window. But this rumor appears to be very real. Um, what are your thoughts on this one? Even came out to say... Um, um... His boy Poro is at sport. Yeah, dude, so I feel like Poro, dude, Poro would be friends with with basically anyone. So it doesn't shock me that someone that Very was good. like, oh, they played four games together for the U21s, they're friends. 
Yeah. That's just <laughs> that is true too. It's true too. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I think it was Recorda when announced that. So maybe some more, like, it, it's been a bit more serious. Um, I don't mind the move, actually. Now that the I looked at his stats, he had about, I think, two goals, four assists, and 37 games around yeah, the, yeah. there. Um, played on both flanks. Played uh, mainly on the right, as but though, and, and played mainly right back. But he also flirted with right winger as well. So seems like he's good at, uh, to play that, like, right wing back role. Honestly, I I think uh, I agree with Richard. I agree with what Nando's been saying for the last year, year and a half. Um, let's stop. Okay, Paulinho, we have him. Let's stop doing deals with Braga and fucking getting them financially better. And uh, you know, let's fuck off. Like he's guy that literally, like he's our, he was our player. Like exactly. And I like each guy. I personally was sad to see him go because I thought he had a space on his team. I think he's doing really well for for Braga, and he. I think he has a spot for us at, at Sporting as well, especially if Poto's sold this summer. Seeing as Poto's not going to be sold this summer, like why are we wasting ten to, or or even six million on a backup right back? It doesn't make sense to me, um, especially seeing as we're talking about João Mario, who, who I think is 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 a big part of of our midfield. We don't even want to waste more than five point five after objectives. Doesn't make sense why five to six million for each guy, in my opinion. Pipa seems like a good a good um, shout as a replacement. Um, wasn't familiar with him before. Admittedly, I haven't watched too much of his games. He could be shit for all I know. Um, but as a backup for right now, not bad. I, I don't think so. At least from seeing the stats, from seeing the valuation, I think he's only you know uh, that they're uh, not going to play that much. Poro's a machine. Uh, yeah. As long as he doesn't get injured, Poro is going to play like 85% of the games. So now, not... the problem is he did fuck up his hamstring last game of the season or against Boavista, I should say, mm -hmm. not last game of the season. So maybe he does play a bit, people in the beginning. I thought, I always thought that Poro played too much last season and they're lucky he didn't get hurt more. Um, For most of the season, he, was only he right did. Back. He did, ha yeah, because he literally was the only right back. And exactly. like he did have some a stretch where he was out of form and like that literally because could have been just because like 90 minutes like 20 weekends in a row finally caught up to him um so yeah it would be nice to have someone like actually playable to to, to yeah. swap with him because yeah joan Pereira like he put in good minutes in the last game or whatever but like he was not like a legitimate alternative <laughs> I mean, that Pefica game, bro, like, I love him, but come on, man. Like, we, we <laughs> couldn't run him, you know? Uh, so, yeah, I think that's basically – oh, so Carlos Manet was also linked for a while, um, but he I seems like that, that, one, well. that one's dead too. Um, that one never really made sense because it was, like, to be, no. like, the backup Poro. Um, no. Wild. Um, so, I guess the uh, only other outgoing ones for sporting, we talked about Luis Max, um, Jovan. Uh, I mean, nothing concrete as far as like new, like English teams always sniffing around, but like nothing concrete or new. Um, I'm sure if they get like 15, they'll probably sell him. I'm sure that he's one of the guys they're probably looking to sell because they feel like he like has decent value right now. And like, he's like probably like not super, super critical to the team. Um, like, you know, that. Hopefully, whoever's buying him doesn't like fully know the extent of like how he can't play ninety minutes, stuff like that. Because <laughs> um, it's like, he, yeah, we all know it's like he's good enough to start and stuff, but like he just like he he shouldn't. 
Um, Nunu Men's, uh, again, like, it's just every big team's interested. I guess it's just a matter of when, when and if Sporting gets the money that they want and which of the top 10 richest teams in the, in the world is the one that happens to be the one pulling the trigger. Because uh, it could be any of them, <laughs> to be honest. It seems like Man City, Man U, and Real Madrid are like the leaders, but you never know. Like fucking Liverpool could emerge at the last minute, or Barcelona, or any of them, you know. So yeah, unresolved. New, new hot one, which actually seems like it's gonna get done, and it's gonna get done swiftly because my guys in Merseyside right now doing other deals. Matthias Nunes is gonna go for the George Men's twenty mil to Everton, which is fucking. That's crazy, like. That one just like yeah. And to be honest, a good deal. George just went we to work on that one, bro. Like yeah, it's going to be an insufferable day as far as like the Matthias Nunes Vipagad Ruben Amorim. True. So here's what's gonna oh happen. Oh my god! No, but here's what's gonna happen. That. Here's what's gonna happen. They're gonna. That's gonna be the running joke. It's too obvious of a joke, right? Of course. And it's gonna be true, or so you think. This of those twenty mil, what is Sporting going to see? What Sporting will see will not pay for Ruben Amorim. So that's the, that's what the technicality is going to be because it's going to be Matthias Nunes twenty paid for Amorim for fourteen or whatever. But it's like going to be like Sporting's going to get like a, like eleven. How much in commission? Yeah, yeah exactly. it's going to be eleven or twelve probably if it's twenty. Mind you, I don't think if we even 18. have hundred percent. It might be ninety. No, no, uh, we might, have I think Estudio has the rest. Oh, is it okay? Yeah, okay. we bought the full pass. Um, okay, but okay. I mean, it's it's still good business, right? Because it's turning a one mil investment basically into to or one point five mil investment into twelve to eighteen. Like, eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. True. 18 in revenue and then like 10 to 12 in direct to... profit. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, he's going to, it's just a, ma- it's a matter of how much, right? Because I've seen him, it's like 20%. I've seen him do 20%. But dude, the one, the, the Porto kid where he took like 46% commission, that was, that was the most savage one to date. So yeah, we got to hope yeah. that it's running closer to like the 20 to 25 range, not like 48. Um, because yeah, if it's like eighteen, then it's like we're talking nine. Like, come on, single digits, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So yeah. So let let me give give me twelve, twelve and and twelve in 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 real value for Matthias Nunes. I mean, like, without George Menz, you're not getting twelve mil for him. So like, I guess thanks. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. But yeah, yeah, I, I feel you, mm-hmm. Juice Box Leal. He's versatile. He can play multitude of positions. He's clutch. He's got the inexplicable clutch gene. Uh, and with Jean yeah. Body leaving, like you know, yeah, that's another yeah. body leaving as well. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. He he would have he would have played more, but business is the business, I guess. And I guess yeah. if you can sell the secondary guys for a lot, like Jovan and 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 Matthias Nunes, like if you can sell the secondary guys, it like. If I have to, we have to lose Noons basically to guarantee Pelinga. Like, I think that's a trade most of us would make. You know, a hundred percent. And if we can sell Mateus Noons for twenty, exactly into that same vein. What are we selling Pelinga in the future? What are we selling Pot in the future? Um, you know, it's it looks decent, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, mean, I think yeah. that's it. Yeah, I think that was the last one. Yeah, I think that's the last one I wrote down. 
Fair enough. Fair enough. So yeah, and you know, transfer, that's transfer market since like, starting. That's been that's been since like last the end of May. When May when the season first ended, bro, they were just fucking firing off names, bro. No yeah. one gave a fuck, dude. It was just a free for all, just random a quick, names. A quick one that I just remembered. That, dude, uh, looking back at those two, two, like such bullshit. <laughs> How about this bullshit one that they were saying uh, we're keeping? I think it was a baller. Saying we're keeping both Mateus Nunes and Mateus Reis, but we're selling fucking Antunes. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck are we selling Antunes to? <laughs> yeah, dude. we're selling Antunes to like Al Ain for like two mil. <laughs> dude, yeah, that I mean that um, that has calmed down because like when the season first yeah. ended, bro, that shit was out of control, dude. But now Horrible. the names that are real are the names that stay in the news, so you can kind of figure mm-hmm. out what's real and what's fake. Um. So yeah, we'll keep tracking it. Um, but yeah, I think that's our that's our that's our mid June transfer transfer rumor roundup. Facts. Um, and quickly, we're not going to go over the Portugal game necessarily, but we'll go back to the Euros. Um, basically, first round has just ended. Uh, second round just started today. Italy with a big three nothing win. Uh, Russia beating Finland one nothing. Um, and who else played this morning? Um, Wales. Wales, yes. Wales beat Turkey 2-0. I had Turkey actually winning the group. I thought, you know, this was going to be the shock. Everybody's saying this is the Dark Horses. I agreed it was the Dark Horses. They had Demidal. They have the kid from Leicester at center back. They have Chana Loglu. They have Bra- um, Yilmaz up top who won the league with uh, uh, Lille. They are absolutely shitting the bed. Um, I think the major talking point that I actually want to pick your brain on and ask you a quick question, obviously over the... the um, the Denmark Finland game, of course, we we seen uh, similar scenes to what we saw um, back in 0304 with um, Nikolaj Fahir. Luckily, a better outcome um, this time. Um, I want to ask you about the TV coverage in a bit. My my main question is: Do you think the scheduling, uh, the crazy scheduling that has happened because of COVID, had anything to do with it? And do you think, you know, looking forward as well in the future, should there be a bit more protocol, seeing as um, you know, our Super Tasa, for example, July 31st. When was the when was the last time? I can't remember. Every year and earlier every year. That's what I'm saying. Like, bro, that like last time I remember season starts in it used August. Used to be now first week of August. No, I mean it used to be like the third week in August. Then yeah. it was the second week in August. Then it was the first week in August. And now it's like it's so early in the first week of August, it's literally in July. I feel like the season has <laughs> just finished and it's about to restart soon. I mean, the Euros are gonna finish July eleventh. That's the final, or July 10th. <laughs> Super Tasa, July 31st. That's what preseason do these players get? Yeah, they but, get But, I mean, they... I'm saying in terms of – and then uh, in the end of 2022 is going to be the Qatar World Cup. Um, so, World Cup qualifiers are also being, you know, uh, paced at a, at, a, at a rate that I've never seen before either. Um, so, it's it, these games are coming thick and fast. And with uh, what happened to, to Christian Eriksen, I don't know whether it's related to all the games that have happened or not. What are, what are your thoughts on that? And do you think uh, FIFA, UEFA, fucking the Super League, like, should do something in terms of slowing this shit down? Or is this a fucking oil machine that's going to keep yeah, on kicking? Yeah, it's, it's definitely, like, been trending. Like, it's just, like, they make up new competitions for more games, you know? It's, like... They're they're only ever adding more teams so that there's more games so that there's more to televise and then there's more revenue you know like they're already like dude I mean they they these guys already like play like too many games and 
yeah, I don't know how they're going to play less. Unless they, everyone just ma- – like, maybe they scrap – like, it's like, oh, like, uh, an obvious solution, for example, is, like, just scrap the Scrapping league the league cup. But yeah. it's like, what does that scrap off? Five games that backups are going to play anyways? Like, that doesn't do anything, honestly, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that's – I don't think that's a real solution. Like, I don't – it's tough. Like <laughs> – Less like less teams in your in your Champions League. Only sixteen teams in in Champions League. Like only sixteen in Europa League. Like Europa League is so many rounds. Round of thirty two. They have a whole another like all the playoff games. Two leg playoff if you start from like round one. Like it's just yeah, yeah, it's a lot of freaking games, and they start earlier and earlier. If you're playing in this Europa League fucking playoffs, dude. Like you start Bro. in like June, literally. There's a, and, and there's a new Europa. I think the the, <laughs> the conference, conference is playing soon. Yeah, that's gonna be more games for like even more random teams. So now, like, if you're like the seventh place team in 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 uh, in Germany, you now have set six more games you have to worry about that you didn't have to worry about before. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. And, and then uh, hopefully, I, I think I hopefully Philippe's right where it's, it was just a freak accident. Um, but what, what were your thoughts on this? Uh, it's on definitely the, a freak accident that, that could that like he like oh he had this condition it was always underlying but like mm. extreme wear like made it surface faster than it would have or whatever. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And what did you make of the uh, TV coverage? I, I hear you know obviously a lot of co- uh, criticism. Uh, I guess what I've been seeing more so on like the programs I watch on YouTube mainly UK based so it's criticisms towards the BBC but. I mean, in Canada, is, is I, the criticism I was like just that they were like showing the the field? So, I guess the criticism in general is that they didn't cut away in the first part. But then, two, and I think it's a UEFA broadcast. I don't think it's necessarily the BBC or in Canada TSN or in the states ESPN um, uh, because yeah. they were showing his wife as well crying. Schmeichel and um, uh, the captain Kyer, I think it's pronounced or something like yeah. that, was con- uh, like consoling her and stuff. Which I mean, in that case, it's it's scary. It's, they they were even they were sh- like zooming in sort of to his face in the beginning to see what had happened. You kind of see like his his eyes like or him just not there. Yeah. Um. You you clearly see even behind the uh, players that are covering him, you see them ripping his sh- or cutting his shirt off and using the defibrillator on him. You see his body jump. I seen his body jump at least. That gave me the impression, or at least the CPR. Yeah. yeah. Um. I mean, like. What it like broadcasting? I think personally, yeah, it should have cut away or at least did that zoom out when all the players I understand were fucking covering because like at that point because he could have been dead or he was dead for a second. Yeah, no, like when they were showing, like once he was covered by like the towels and the flags, he was alive. But literally, when they were showing him at first, he was literally dead. Yeah. Um, yeah. it's tough because like I know that there is like like a five second delay between live, like live and like actual live. So it's like, if something like insane happens, they can cut it or whatever. Um, like this strikes me as one of those situations where it's like, it seems like that would be appropriate. Um, it's like, they also like, I, they're, it's like my job. It's like, our job is to just, to just film this, like whatever's happening. Like, yeah. Like a hundred percent, we can't curate in it's real time. Like how severe this injury is, how how severe is this is this heart attack? Like we we don't even really know what happened. We just saw him fall over, and now there's bodies around him. Like what's happening? We want to find out, so we're taping it because you 
viewer at home want to find out? I mean, it's just like it, it, I like some of, I some of the criticism. I understand the argument of like it's like it's inappropriate to show him in that moment, but like, what's the argument against showing? I mean, the reason that they showed his wife was because his wife was down on the field. Like, that is insane. Like, I have never seen anything like that where like yeah a family literally anyone from the stands period down on the field interacting with players like that's why it was shown they didn't scan through the crowd and like zoom in that would have been fucked up and insane if they did that but they did that because it was an insane occurrence and like their 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 job is to transmit the scenes to you and like i would almost rather them show the, the other players than to show Erickson on the ground, or, or I guess you could, uh, like Richard said, cut to studio, but like it's tough to cut to studio because they don't have anything to fucking say because they don't know what's happening. They're watching yeah. it at home, like you, being like, what is good? This is crazy. So, like, just hearing them say, like, this is crazy, man, like over and over yeah. again for 30 minutes, like, it's not good TV, you know? Yeah. 100%. So, it's, I, I, and it's I, I agree with that. So, so uh, one of the criticisms, the, the predominant criticism is how they can quickly cut away when it's a fan running on the field. Mind you, but my, my argument to that is it's a, a much lesser thing. It's easier to do. And more so, it's they just cut away to like they're just showing not other, encourage other, it. They're showing other angles of the thing, which exactly. is basically what they were doing. Which also showing. what they did. Yeah. Exactly. They cut yeah. away far away so that you just see the players blocking it mm -hmm. at, one, at, yeah. at one point. I think it's disgusting the zooming in and stuff, but and then the filming the wife. But like you were saying, like this is a it's an occurrence that they're not necessarily used to. The other thing I say, which I think has to look at us sort of more as a society as well, is I didn't fucking turn my channel away. I was watching that shit, wanting to know what the fuck was happening too. Yeah. What does that say? And 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 I think majority of the people in the comments too, because I seen you fuckers on Twitter uh, commenting it too. You, like, we didn't that, turn our channels off. Did we change? If everyone was completely in the dark, like he falls down and we're in the studio. Like, so I guess this is like the best case scenario for the, for the person that doesn't want it to be shown. Right. He, you, you just see him. Cause, because unlike Mikolo's fair, like where it just happened, like randomly off the ball, like the ball was, the thrown, ball was thrown in to him. to him. He takes a touch and then he collapses. So it's not like he was all the way on the left wing and the camera wouldn't have seen him fall. Like, the camera was going to be on him, period, because he had the fucking ball. And then he just falls over, and then the camera cuts, and it's the guys are in the studio, like... <laughs> yeah, because now exactly. the guys in the studio are like, what the fuck is happening? You are no longer seeing what's happening, so now they're trying to relay to you what's happening, but they have no idea what's happening. They're not doctors. Like, even if you were, you've never seen anything like this in a game before. It's just like, I don't... I don't know if that would have been that good of a solution either. I mean, yeah, exactly. it would have been a good solution for like morality, but like the TV station's objective is not morality. It's, you know, to generate views, views and content. Like guys in the studio <laughs> dumbfounded and shocked, stunned, like horrified, like, which to itself is an issue. It's I, unfair it, to it, like itself, random like, studio guys to be like, Someone just died, bro. What do you? Well, here's a camera right in your face. Like, talk about yeah. it. Like, that's an insane position to put the the, the host in, too. You know? Yeah.
Yeah. I, I like I, I agree with the criticism when it comes to zooming into his face, especially yeah. seeing like I think once you're a cameraman and you realize like guys fucking going through it, yo, zoom the fuck out right away. It was fucked up to kind of like you know, you see a woman well, they just crying her ass like, off, just like endless commercials. Like, yeah. it's just oh, n- more airtime for 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 an an hour of unexpected ad time. Like, yeah, that's better than the host because the host had nothing to say. Like, exactly. just sat there in silence, just like hoping for the best, having no idea what's going on. And I think the problem is too that it lasted for so long, but until they cut away, if if that's like the first five minutes, they realize shit's going down, and you cut it. Yeah, I think uh, I think that you know it'd be harsh to criticize them because at the end of the day, like this wasn't expected, you know, and maybe yeah. going forward there'll be protocol for this, and and yeah, you know, there's always yeah. something that's needed for shit to change. But yeah, um, I kind of I see both sides really. Yeah, I, to be honest. Um, and uh, last on this one, what were your thoughts on uh, Dirty UEFA saying that they either play right after learning that he was okay, playing the next day? Or forfeiting the match three nothing. I am just glad that they were all able to talk to Erickson and Fox. like confirm like proof of life because like it would have been very, very, very un unex like unreasonable to expect them to go out and play without knowing a definitive outcome. And even if you do like Oh, I mean, we weren't able to save him. Like, go back out there. Like, that's that's also I, a horrible situation. I don't think like, that would have happened. I think they gave him that option because they figured, like, they realized after, like, okay, he's gonna be okay at least, or he's stable. Yeah. But even still, those are fucked up options to give the players. Yeah. And I mean, would you put it past UEFA to lie and say, "Oh yeah, he's stable," like get back out there, only to find out like it's like lied about that? But yeah. I mean, it's it's typical. It's like, oh, we've got a schedule to keep. I, dude, I did not think that they were gonna play it that day. Like, me neither. I, I couldn't believe all the fans. I couldn't too. believe all the fans were still in the stadium like an hour and a half later because I was just like, watch, like, you know, just in my house doing random stuff. I'm like, all these like they're chanting. I'm like, is this from earlier? And they're showing the footage. And there's like these mm-hmm. people are still here, and they literally played it. I was shocked. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Same. Um, just trying to think and of other the gut punch oh, of after all that, bro. You get one shot, one gold after all that. I felt so bad for the Danes. Yeah, unlucky too, because they have another. That's another dark horse team, you know. Like I was mentioning yeah. Turkey, but that team is stacked too. Midfield, especially, was uh, uh, even even Erickson not being there. Um, they had that other kid that came on, Jensen. I think it is. He's a really good kid. They have a, a, a like a wonder boy. I forget his name. I don't know if it's Olsen. They have another good player there. They have Hoiberg. They have um, um, uh, fuck. What's the? They have Christensen in the back. They have Kyer in the back. They have Schmeichel, a decent team. Yeah. Schmeichel. Uh, I'm forgetting some players' names right now, but they have a really good team. You know, a, a team that can do some damage, especially in the in the group that they're in. So I'm rooting for them tomorrow to at least get a uh, a draw out of Belgium, and then you know they can they can beat the Russians, I think, um, and then make make second that way. Um, and I think they're playing at home tomorrow as well in Copenhagen. And it's also sad that it happened in Copenhagen. That's fucked up too. Yeah. Um, other talking points in the Euros, just quick thoughts. Uh, is it coming home? I hope. One nothing to Croatia? No, I'm seeing, I'm saying like England. Uh, oh, England? No, it's not coming home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I agree. They, they shat house. They, they, sh- you know, a one nothing win against Croatia. They played well. Foden hit the post. 
Um, that uh, Calvin Phillips dude is he's a baller. I, I didn't watch too much of Leeds. Medina is in the chat. I know. Uh, I know. Um, Joan Castro especially would be uh, happy with uh, Leeds boy. <laughs> but uh, a pleasant surprise. I, I hope he's. Uh, I hope he, he he gets a big move out of that because he is a baller. It's crazy that he started. Yeah, facts. Oh, over the the kid in uh, Dortmund, Bellingham. I thought yeah. he would at least start. I know uh, Henderson's injured, so I didn't expect mm -hmm. him to start. But there's a uh, who else am I thinking of that could have started with him and and Declan? Um, anyways, probably not important. Anyways, I guess it's just Bellingham. Um, what else? What else? I'm trying to think of another major thing that happened in. Aside from okay, Belgium won. Spain zero zero to Sweden. Spaniards ah. not that great anymore, huh? Yeah, dude, they've got a team full of dude, bro. Joao Mario, bro, what a dude. He would have been so good on that Spain team, bro. Just put him in there, get that pass count up. It was already pretty pretty high, but there's always room for improvement. I think they just missed out on a thousand passes. They were like in the like high eight hundred. So maybe next game they try to get a thousand passes. Facts, and uh, they were lucky not to even to 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 tie oh, that yeah, game. Yeah. We didn't miss the fucking wide open empty net. Like, yeah, incredible, so hopefully, dude. Hopefully, Spain's like disappointment of the tournament. That'd be awesome. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Richard bringing up Czech Republic. Good point. Uh, yeah, Czech you know, Republic. Uh, uh, Ryan Gold. Ryan Goldless. Um, uh, Scotland fucking over or fucking up to Czech Republic. Schick or whatever his name is, Patrick Schick. I think he was of Roma. Or still is of Roma, uh, half uh, basically a goal from half, uh, probably goal of the tournament. What well, that versus the Yarmolenko goal against Netherlands? Uh, yeah, which one wins yeah. Uh, honestly, Yarmolenko for me because Same. the other. I mean, the, the other goal, the shit goal, is obviously great, but like, dude, David Marshall is so idiotically far out of his goal, dude. This guy thinks he's Gita or something. Bro. <laughs> playing football, like <laughs> get the fuck back there. <laughs> yeah, dude, he was like in the he was like in the circle, bro. Yeah, incredible. What is he? What is he up so far for? They were down one nothing at the point, but I mean, yeah, like I said, are they playing futsal? What, what the fuck is he doing? Who, uh, who does he play for? What uh, what championship team does he play for? David Marshall. I want to say West Brom. No, West Brom's the Finland uh, keeper, I think. David Marshall. Let's see. Keeper. Oh, there's a lot of David Marshalls in this world. Darby, bro. Darby, dude. Stayed <laughs> up in the championship on the last day of the season. Oh my god. I'm, dude, I didn't do I, I dude, I didn't even, even I just know need to know he's Scottish and I know he plays in the English championship. <laughs> yeah, because if you don't play in Scotland, you basically play there. Yeah, you either play or for you're Ryan Gold and you don't yeah. even get a look. Well, that's why he's not allowed, bro. Like Yeah. <laughs> Maybe after another fittings drops, we'll go to the Yeah, dude. He needs a secure move to loot in town to have a chance <laughs> to really shine. The Bristol. <laughs> 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 he'll uh, notice he'll probably he probably <coughs> he'll, 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 so pros have a chance to make to scotland cons live in midlands instead of the faru <laughs> <laughs> no hate on random parts of england 
Sorry, it's just come in. Come on. <laughs> Even if you live in a random part of England, you probably wish you lived in Fadu. Because I I mean yeah. I wish I lived in Fadu. So Bro, it fucking rained. Every I was in England for like a week. It rained the whole fucking time. I was in, it was in like June or July. <laughs> Horrible weather. Uh last thing to close off the show, dude. Uh predictions. I know we did it earlier, but predictions against Germany. And uh mainly who would you have um in that starting eleven? Uh so, I'm going to say we are 0-0 uh, draw, and the starting 11 is going to be the same, except I would um, I would uh, maybe maybe take uh, Danilo out, move. Uh, now, nah, I, I would, I, you, I guess you just run it back the same starting lineup. It I, doesn't make sense. I, Probably I think that this, against it, yeah. Yeah, this lineup makes more sense against Germany than it did against uh, Hungary, to be honest. Um, I agree. Same starting eleven, and I agree with a draw. But I'll go with a one-one. We're gonna we're gonna lead one nothing, and then they're gonna get one back. Um, but let's hope for a let's hope for a dub, bro. Um, that's the pod. Dub and we're through. A dub and we're th- even a draw and we're through. Let's be real. A draw yeah, and we're through. Probably. It just depends then if second, third, or first. But. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least six points will put us in second or first, at least. But second would be tough because we're probably going to face England. True. But anyways, that's the pod. Um, we'll probably be back after the uh, Germany game. Uh, shout out to everybody in the chat. It was lively towards uh, like the transfers and stuff. Appreciate every single one of you. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, uh, Instagram, uh, Facebook, You know all the good stuff, YouTube. Um, we'll see you guys soon. Viva Sporting and uh, in this case, Viva Portugal. Forza, boys. Go sing.